All right. Whew. This episode has gotten off to a couple annoying starts. My dogs wouldn't shut the hell up. And then I realized I recorded like half this episode without a mic. So the audio sounded like shit for the first part. And then I tried to record it again and my dogs wouldn't shut up. But I think we got it all figured out. I think they're going to start being quiet. I think we can finally start talking about what I want to start talking about. So hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is the Professional Sports Talk Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jack Murphy. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode. This episode is going to be my preview episode of Week 11's football. Of course, this normally comes out on Thursdays, but if you guys saw my Instagram post, I've been very overwhelmed and over my skis with schoolwork. So this episode is going to be a little bit shorter than recently just because, again, I've been so busy between work and school and trying to do the best I can, posting more on Instagram, being more active, also getting that giveaway going for you guys, which if you haven't already, be sure to participate in. All you got to do is go check out my Instagram again at professional sports talk. There's a real, there's a highlight on there where it says giveaway. And all you got to do is share my profile on your story, fill out that Google form, and you guys are going to be automatically submitted to win a Jersey of your choice. And the questionnaire on there asks what Jersey you prefer. It can be NFL or NBA budget of $150. Good luck, be sure to participate, and I really do appreciate it if you choose to because it means a lot. It gives me a ton of extra exposure. I've already gained a few dozen followers since I've started the giveaway, so I'm glad to see that you guys like it, and I'm glad to know that you guys are enjoying the podcast because I've gotten a lot of positive feedback on that Google form. Without any further ado, I'm going to be get go- I'm going to get going on my best bets. I'm also going to talk about a few bets on underdog that I really like because underdog fantasy is fucking amazing. I'm not even sponsored by these guys. Wow, and now my cats are beefing. Do you see what's happening? This is just this is just so much going on at all at the same time and I'm very goddamn over it. So let's just get going with this episode. Let's just ignore my cats cuz I've got two cats in here, Sonny and Tigger, and they don't like each other particularly much, but they they don't want to go anywhere else, so they're in my room because of all these fucking dogs in my house, and yeah, so I'm sorry for all the delays, guys. We're going to get right into it. Uh, I'm also, what I was trying to say, Underdog Fantasy is fucking amazing. I'm not sponsored by these guys or anything, but they just do great work. They come out with great odds. They have a super cool betting system where you can bet on parlays and multiply your money. Just last Monday, I turned $50 into $500 off one singular game, that Rams 49ers game. So yeah, that was really fun. And I highly recommend you guys download their app and check them out because they will match your first deposit up to $100. And I mean, why would you not do that, right? Go get some bets on, possibly win back your money, and you can win along with me. And hey, even if my bets don't hit, we're losing together. We're all in this together, guys. And maybe you don't even have to take my bets. Just take some of the things I'm saying, and you can flip them into whatever opinion you want. So without any further delay, we're going to get straight into my favorite game of the week. Right off the bat, we have the Indianapolis Colts at the Buffalo Bills. Now, obviously, both these teams have been very competitive in all their games, and I expect this to be the same. Both of these teams are very well coached and well-rounded. We can expect Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs to keep their streak rolling as the Colts don't really have the best secondary. But I just think the points are far too large here. I really like Indianapolis at this seven-point spread they're at right now. With how effective this Colts running game has been, led by Jonathan Taylor, who, with Derrick Henry out, is looking like the best running back in the league. 
I think if Carson can just limit his mistakes, which he has for a large part in the season, unless of course he's playing the Tennessee Titans and then all of his mistakes come come out of his shell, I guess. But regardless, this run game should be able to keep Josh Allen and that offense on the sideline. I think this game is going to be a lot lower scoring than people think. I looked up the weather for this game. It's not necessarily a snow game or anything like that. It's only supposed to be 51 degrees, but it is supposed to rain. I think this could end up being a slugfest, and I think both of these run games are going to have to get going. Unfortunately, I just trust, or I guess fortunately for the Colts, unfortunately for the Bills, I trust this Bills running game a lot more than I do the Bills right now. And I think that if the Bills defense can just stop the run and slow it down, I think they can cover this spread with how effective they've been in their secondary. But until I see someone slow down Jonathan Taylor and this amazing offensive line, I don't think this is a game where it's going to happen. I don't quite have the stones to take the Colts straight up because I do think the Bills are just a better team right now. Again, led by that explosive offense and of course that amazing lockdown defense in the secondary in particular they've got the best safety tandem in the league they've got a lockdown guy in Tredavious White but again I think this is going to be a really ugly game I think we're going to see the Colts running the shit out of the ball keeping the Bills on the sideline and for all those reasons I'm going to take the Bills 24 to 21 so Bills to win Indianapolis to cover and if the Indianapolis somehow did end up winning this game I would not be surprised in the slightest I would just would be willing to bet if they did Jonathan Taylor probably goes for over 120 yards so if you are a Jonathan Taylor owner you're feeling great each and every single week because he is looking like the best running back in the league right now moving on to another game that I'm very excited to watch it's the Saints at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are actually favored by two points in this one, which I was pretty surprised about. You guys know how I feel about my matchups and how teams match up with one other team. And in my opinion, the Eagles don't match up very well with the Saints at all. The Eagles' identity as of recently has been running the hell out of the ball, often using a power running game, getting some design runs for Jalen Hurts, and then taking some shots downfield. But I don't think this a game plan like this works against the Saints simply because the Saints are the best team in the league against the run this year. Honestly, it's not that close either. They're extremely dominant against this run. This front four has consistently gotten to in the backfield, ruined tons of running games for many different teams. And Demario Davis is just an absolute sledgehammer in the middle, as we know. If the Eagles can't get the run game going, I think it brings down their whole offense. And of course, the Saints also have the guys in the secondary to match up very well with the Eagles. Marshawn Lattimore should line up against Devontae Smith a lot. And I think that's just, again, not a very good matchup. Marshawn Lattimore is a very physical He's just a specimen. He's he's an extremely great athlete. As we know, he's quick as hell. But he's very much like Jalen Ramsey, where he is willing to press you at the line. He's willing to psychologically get in your head by hitting you hard he is just a very strong cornerback and Devonta Smith as we know is more of a finesse receiver he is 175 pounds I want to say he's a very thin guy can easily get pushed off the line and I think Marshawn is going to give him a hard time other than that there just aren't that many weapons on this Eagles offense that really scare a defense and I don't think that this Saints defense does have many people to be scared of simply because they have played so well so far this year and i think they will continue to show how dominant they have been i also think that that extra motivation of that game last week and that bad call is gonna push them over the edge and i think that they were just i said this about that tennessee game they should be 
Tennessee should have been on upset alert in that game. So if Tennessee should be on upset alert playing the Eagles, or excuse me, playing the Saints in their building, I think the Eagles should absolutely be on upset alert playing the Saints in their own building. As far as the Saints offense goes, they've been playing very mistake-free football, and their offensive line is playing pretty great. They should be able to keep the defensive line of the Eagles at bay and if Tremor Simeon just keeps playing the the way he's playing and keeps the ball out of harm's way which I think he he has been and I think this team is just far more talented right now it's far better coach and again if Trevor Simeon can just limit his mistakes which he has so far I think the Saints win this one 23 to 17 because of all those matchups because of the Saints motivation and because they're just a team that I trust far more at the moment the next game I've got, I've got the Packers at the Vikings. Now, I usually don't do this, but I love the over this game. Right now, the over-under is at 47.5 points, and I truly think this game has a chance of being a shootout. First, it really helps that this game is in Minnesota in their indoor arena, and that weather won't play a factor like it did last week for the Packers in their game against Seattle. But most importantly is how competitive these games have played with the arrival of Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. Kirk is 3-3-1 against the Packers when they played over the last three years. He's been in Minnesota for three years now, I think. The last time they played, the last two times they played last year, it, the final scores of both those games were 34-43. to So obviously 77 combined points that covers that over-under that's projected of this game by a whole ass 30 points. And then 28 to 22, which is obviously not as much and not exactly what you want to see because that's only 50 points. But regardless, I think the Packers offense will bounce back in a big way this week. I think that Aaron is going to get some of that rust off he had from coming back from COVID. I think we're going to see the Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers connection get their stride back. But on the opposite side of the football, I also think we see Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen have big games here. One of those gut feelings games, if you know what I'm saying. I think this game is going to be very competitive and very high scoring. Also, with Aaron Jones out, the conditions being indoors, Green Bay may emphasize the pass just because, again, they don't have their top running back. They're playing indoors on a track meet type field. And I think this will force the Vikings to do the same, at least somewhat. I think the Vikings are going to have to be airing out the ball more often than they normally do because again this Packers offense it should just be in full stride and I think that they're gonna be throwing the ball a lot so just by game script I think both of these teams are gonna be throwing the ball a shit ton and if I had to pick I'd think the, the excuse me I think the Packers will probably win by over one and a half points but that's not the bet I'm looking at here the bet is over 47 and a half points even in fairly scoring low affairs such as the one they had in I think it was 2019 where they finished 21 to 27. Um, oh, wait, I read that completely wrong. That's not what the note says at all. Um, I, what I was trying to say is even if this is a fairly low scoring affair, like say it ends in 21, 27, I mean, that still covers the 48 point spread, right? So again, I just, I, it's one of those gut feeling things. I think this has a very good chance of being a shootout. I think it really helps that it's in Minnesota. I think we see Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers get going. And I think we see Kirk and his weapons get going as well. So give me the over of that game. My final best bet, I've got the Bengals at the Raiders. The Bengals are only favored by a point here. And this spread is telling me that it's a coin flip game according to Vegas. But honestly, I really like those odds of this coin flip. I don't think it's a coin flip game at all. I think the Raiders... 
just there's so much turmoil between the tragedy of Henry Ruggs and his DUI and killing somebody with that DUI. Of course, just absolutely terrible situation. You got to feel absolutely awful for the family affected by that one. Henry Ruggs made a terrible decision and it truly is a tragedy. Then there's, of course, Gruden and his dumbassery and all the emails that he got exposed with. And the you can imagine what that do to a locker room, of course, filled by a majority of black African-American individuals. Of course, there is also Damon Arnett and his dumbassery, you know, directly calling out John Gruden, saying he's going to kill him and all these wild things while toting a <laughs> quite the weapon. Um, it's just... So, so many distractions for this team and of course right after a couple of those things happened it didn't seem to affect them but i think that their confidence has to be taken away a little bit from that absolute ass whooping they got from the chiefs and i think a lot of this turmoil that i just talked about is finally starting to catch up to them i think the raiders could seriously be in trouble in the future here and i think that we're st finally starting to see that they're they were more of pretenders than contenders ever I think their past defense has been solid on the year, but completely disappeared last week. And as we know, the Bengals are, they were slightly unraveling before their bye. Obviously they had a couple of big losses, but I think this bye really helps them a lot. It came at a very good time where they can get their head about them, really think about who they are, what they want to do. And what they, what they want to do, in my opinion, is air out the ball. And I think that they get some confidence back. I think we will see that electric Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow connection be dominant once more. I also think, I mean, the Bengals haven't played great on defense the last few weeks, right? But before, they looked really damn good. The first five, four to five weeks of the season, they looked a lot better. I think the pass rush should be able to get going on Derek Carr. And even if the Raiders can do the same to Joe Burrow, I simply don't think the Raiders are going to be able to keep up with Joe Burrow and all those weapons he has. We know how many weapons he has on the outside. Joe Mixon, of course, is running very well. And particularly if the Raiders can't get the run established early, that's only going to feed into helping that Bengals passing game because they're going to be on the field much more often and again I just think that the points are far too low here the Bengals are only favored by a point so all you need realistically is a field goal even a fucking safety and that spread is covered so again I think that these teams are just trending in wrong directions even though we saw the Bengals trending down a little bit before their buy again I think it's a very well-timed buy and I think they're going to come up off of it excuse me with a lot more confidence and we're going to talk about that Jamar Chase Burrow connection in just a second now we're going to move on to my bets on underdog I'm going to be taking this week we can start with the 10 a.m window games and then we can talk about the later window games first I'm going to be talking about Jalen Hurts I think he's going to struggle against the Saints for all the reasons I previously mentioned his bet that I'm taking his over under right now is 23 excuse me, 23, 235 and a half total yards. I really like that under. I think the Saints defense is going to get under his skin. I think we could seriously see a, not a blowout, but I think that the Saints could seriously just, it could be one of those games where the score is a lot closer than it actually looks on film. I think the Saints are going to absolutely dominate them. I think that, again, this is a very bad matchup for the Eagles. And I think that if Jalen Hurts can't get this running game going for him, or I guess, if Jalen Hurts doesn't have the Eagles running game going for him, I kind of phrased that weirdly the first time, that I think that he's going to struggle tremendously in the passing game. And so again, I don't think he's going to get over those 235 and a half yards. Now, if I think he, the way I think he will is through his rushing, which again, does concern me because he is a pretty good damn 
damn good rushing quarterback. But as of now, I just think they're going to be able to contain him. I think that the Saints are so well coached, especially defensively, that they're going to be able to slow down this Eagles offense. And that gives me your under. The next bet I really like is for Justin Jefferson. Again, for all the reasons I previously mentioned, I think this game is going to be very high scoring and very competitive. I think Kirk and him, I just have an absolute electric connection going on right now. Even if Eric Stokes is playing really good football, Gier Alexander is still not back. And I think Justin Jefferson could t- should continue to flourish no matter who the cornerback is against him because he is om- nearly an all-pro cal- all caliber wide receiver. He's certainly a Pro Bowl caliber receiver, and I really like his over on the 76.5 receiving yards. Next, we're going to be talking about Stephon Diggs. Him and Josh Allen are the best thing going on this offense right now, and this Colts secondary is not particularly scary at all. They're going to need a lot of big plays in this game, as I stated personally, because I think they're going to be on the sideline a lot. I think that the Colts are going to run the shit out of the clock, and in big moments, in big plays, who do you who's better than Stephon Diggs, right? Who, who on the Bills offense would you rather go to? I don't think there's anyone at all. It's also very worth mentioning that their connection, even though it started a little slow early in the year, he's always been getting really solid targets and they've been, those targets have turned into huge plays recently and also touchdowns. So again, I love his over of 81 and a half receiving yards this game. The next player I've got is Michael Pittman in the same game as Stephon Diggs. Obviously they're playing against each other. Honestly, not too much to say here, except the Colts identity is running the ball excuse me, thought I was going to burp, running the hell out of the ball. There it is. Running the hell out of the ball, and the Bills almost non-arguably, again, have the best secondary in the league right now. Obviously, the best safety tandem, but Pittman should be see a lot of Tredavious White lining up across from him, and Tredavious White, we cannot forget, is a legitimate lockdown corner, and I truly expect Carson Wentz to manage this game in the dink and dunk and then just run the shit out of the ball. So I think he's going to spread the ball around a lot this game. I don't think he's going to force Michael Pittman a ton of targets. So right now he's his over under, I believe. I didn't even write it down because I'm a moron, but I think it's 70 and a half receiving yards. I could be wrong about that. You know what? Let me just open up my phone really quick because it's literally right there. Um, give me one second, guys. Uh, live. It is at. Yeah, I was right. 70 and a half. So I like his under there a lot. I think that, again, Carson's going to spread the love around. He's going to give a ton of receivers different looks. He's going to run the shit out of the ball as they should. And I don't think there's going to be very many big plays for this team on that side of the ball. So give me Michael Pittman's under 70 and a half yards. Then we can move on to my 1 p.m. window games, um, 4 p.m. Eastern time. First, I'm going to talk about Travis Kelsey. We know this is still Mahomes' favorite target, along with Tyreek Hill. Obviously, it's kind of a 1A, 1B. But their chemistry was on full display last Sunday. As Travis said himself in his interview, Oh, I think I got my swagger back, or whatever, however he said it. You know, I think he did. I, th- I think he did. I think he does. I really think he that this connection is going to be in full effect. I don't really see a game plan where the Cowboys are able to take away Kelsey just because I don't think they have too many guys that can match up very well against him. We've seen teams take away Diary Kill in the first, but week in and week out, Kelsey is probably the most consistent thing on this offense. That's including Mahomes. So I really love his 81 and a half receiving yards, taking that over simply because in all these big moments that we're normally used to seeing between Mahomes and Kelsey, that's normally the connection that stands out. 
Now, the next player I want to talk about is Jamar Chase. I talked about this earlier. I think coming off a bye is going to help him and Burrow bounce back in huge ways. I know the Raiders obviously still have Casey Hayward in that backfield, but Casey is a smaller dude, and I'm just trusting Jamar to win that battle when he does face him, if I'm being completely honest. I think Jamar is playing at a Pro Bowl level. Not that Casey isn't, but again, Jamar is like 6'1", 220. Casey's like a 5'10 receiver, and he doesn't ha quite have that speed he used to anymore because he is an older receiver, even if he still has all that savvy. So again, even if they do face off against each other fairly regularly this game, I think Jamar honestly has the edge right now, which is no disrespect to Casey Hayward at all because Casey Hayward was truly, for years on end, especially when he was with the Chargers, was one of my favorite cornerbacks in the entire league. But it's more of just a praise for how good Jamar Chase has been. So I expect him to make some really big plays this game, and I love his over on the 83.5 receiving yards. Finally, we're going to be talking about Dak Prescott. His over-under of passing yards is currently at 300 and a half. And honestly, I don't think I have to say too much here. I think a lot of you guys already know what I'm going to say. This game is most likely going to be a shootout. You can probably take Mahomes too. I just didn't quite want to do it. But he's also at 300 and a half uh, passing yards, the exact same. So if you guys have faith in both of these teams, which again, I don't see why you wouldn't, go ahead and take them both. I think that they could easily both go over 300 and a half receiving yards. I think this game is going to be extremely high scoring, extremely fun to watch. And I think we're going to see a ton of big plays between these quarterbacks and the receivers. Of course, Dak having Amari out does hurt, but I think that just opens up more opportunities for CeeDee Lamb, guys like Zach Brown. Is that his name? I can't remember. 85 on the Cowboys, who looks a lot like CeeDee Lamb when he has his helmet on. I think his name is Zach Brown. Of course, Michael Gallup being back helps. They still have two really good tight ends in uh, Dalton Schultz and uh, what is that fucker's name? Sorry, that was harsh. I don't remember the other tight end's name, but he's good too. Man, it's going to... Oh, Blake Jarwin. Blake Jarwin as well. So yeah, those are the bets I really like this week. Again, sorry for the shorter episode, but I hope you guys do understand why it's a little bit shorter. Again, just been super busy between the giveaway, between school, between work. And with all that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast a lot. If you guys do, please reach out to me. Please participate in my giveaway because again, why would you not? You're just losing an opportunity to win a free jersey of your choice. So be sure to head over to my Instagram at Professional Sports Talk. Check out that story share it on your story and then fill out that google form for a chance to win your jersey thank you guys so much and i hope you have a great rest of your day thank you bye bye